0: I have to mention that because because we are like peak capitalist society, heart of the empire, it's already such a dystopian situation in terms of access to healthcare, Right. And and care for mothers. I don't have to belabor that point. But one thing that was pretty shocking um, compared to essentially all of Europe and, you know, sadly, Germany, I think, does have like pretty restrictive abortion rights, too. I think it's 12 weeks, if I'm not mistaken. But check this out. All of these countries have very low maternal mortality rates. And the U.S. is like literally like triple. The U.S. has by far the highest maternal mortality rate of any other industrialized nation. Wow. I mean, that is unbelievable. That is unbelievable. 24 deaths per 100,000 live births compared to next highest is France, which is eight deaths per hundred thousand live births so what is going what is going on here and who is this going to disproportionately affect mm-hmm. minority communities low income poor people poor
1: people right who already have children like i, I think of a, a significant number of people who get abortions already have children and maybe and they realize- want to
0: keep it but they can't right. fucking afford it right they can't afford more it's like oh man this is just it's just so bad it's so bad for so many reasons and it's
1: And you know a lot of like I mean uh, we don't need to go too much into this but like a a lot of the people that are like oh well you should use protection like getting pregnant accidentally is like a very easy thing to happen it's completely normal doesn't mean you completely fucked up or whatever but there I talking to people who are social workers there are a lot of women uh, who are in relationships where the man like will not let use contraception and or a lot of people who have sex and do not realize that someone has like taken off a condom or like something like that or sometimes your birth control fails like there's all types of situations where you are trying to be responsible but there are accidents that stop that or uh, there are, it's an abusive relationship where you are, are not allowed to do that. And so like a social worker I know in L.A. said that a lot of young women here and people under 18 become pregnant because their partner refuses to use a condom and then will like, be abusive if they, you know, they, they can't do anything about it.
0: First of all, condoms are not 100% preventative. Mm-hmm. They break all the time. I have taken all kinds of birth control, and they all fucking suck, Right. Not that I'm saying that, I mean, I, of course, I, I was on birth control before Mike and I decided to have a child, but it it's not fun, right? Mm-hmm. Birth control um, makes you extremely hormonal. It makes you excessively bleed, um, excessive cramping. It can fuck you up in a lot of different ways, especially if you're like smoking on some of it. So the pill is very problematic for many, many reasons. And a lot of women actually can't take those kinds of birth control methods The IUD um, is expensive. Very, it's it's expensive if you don't have healthcare. It's it causes severe cramping. It was really uncomfortable. Sometimes it's not inserted correctly. My friend had like an I don't I forget what it's called. It's like where it actually like punctured through her ovary and had to have like an emergency surgery. So there's a lot of and the fact that I know someone who that happened to I'm sure that that's like way more common than we even talk about.
1: And. You know, another reason why this is uh, such a dangerous moment is because it's not going to stop with Roe. I mean, the Roe decision has shocked so many people because it is. I mean, it's a. it's they took away a constitutional right. Like abortion was a constitutional right. And the Supreme Court took away what was deemed a constitutional right. That is uh does not exactly happen that often. It's a complete shock to people, but it's not. It's not the only thing on the chopping block. We have a fascist, extreme right-wing, Christian fascist-dominated Supreme Court now. They are going after other things. Of course, same-sex marriage is likely next up, and of course, they, these fucking batshit people, are absolutely poised to strike that down. But I think what's even crazier than that, I mean, same-sex marriage being struck down would be uh, devastating, and. Was won through a decades long fight that suddenly uh, swept the entire country with massive victories. But Lawrence versus Texas, Clarence Thomas said Lawrence versus Texas is up next. If Lawrence versus Texas was overturned, consensual sex acts would immediately be criminalized in 14 states. And I'm sure all these other batshit. Republican states would move to do things, things also. And I just want to read you some of the punishments for some of these. So this these are anti sodomy laws. And so these are used to target same sex couples primarily. um, But they can also apply to unmarried uh, straight couples. Of course, in practice, like the military always had anti sodomy laws. When I was in, they had anti-sodomy laws. No one was getting punished for having anal same sex or opposite sex. Uh, people were not having getting charged with sodomy laws for having anal sex. It was or oral sex. It was they caught uh, gay people together and they charged them with these sodomy laws. But listen to these states: what your punishment is for having consensual sex, which predominantly will apply to homosexual. Couples. Florida, 60 days in jail. Georgia, 20 years in jail. Kansas, six months in jail. Kentucky, 12 years in jail. Louisiana, five years in jail. Maryland, 10 years in jail. Massachusetts, five years in jail. Michigan, 15 years in jail. Minnesota, one year in jail. Mississippi, 10 years in jail. North Carolina, one year in jail. Oklahoma, 10 years in jail. South Carolina, one year in jail. And Texas has, uh, if you do it more than once, you go to jail for uh, a year or so if you're a repeat offender. And so th- that sounds like uh, a pretty backwards extremist country. That will immediately kick in for those states that I just mentioned and, of course, could be expanded out. That's just another thing that that SCOTUS could be handing down very soon.
0: Yeah, Clarence Thomas immediately offered that um, report Revision, where he was just like, "Oh no, 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 we're not stopping here. Mm -hmm. Like, absolutely not." But don't and right to contraception. That right. I was just gonna say, this is yeah. All these people who are just like, "Be responsible. Take the pill. Do this and that." It's like, no, don't you realize that these people want to ban contraception?
1: I mean, sending gay people to jail for twenty years or life sentences for some people who are older for having sex, consensual sex with their partner who yeah. they may have been married to until their marriage was overturned recently. It's just, like, it's it's fucking nuts, dude. It's, like, like Civil War-level shit, you know what I mean?
0: I mean, don't worry. <laughs> that might have Clarence, to bust some people Clarence out of jail. Thomas actually was pretty uh, gracious by not including interracial marriage in that, Mike, for obvious reasons. He stopped short of actually including interracial marriage, but he definitely took it far enough to be, like, vitriolically, like, an- you know, anti-gay, and anti-contraception, I, I want people well, that's, to really, I want I mean, them to set honestly, for people.
1: They basically said that the interracial marriage thing is up for consideration too. I mean, they didn't list it specifically Clarence Thomas, but, but the Alito. ruling, Alito, so two months ago yeah. when the leaked decision came out, where the Biden administration had two months to fucking plan for this shit happening. They knew it was coming because this decision was heroically leaked uh, by someone who worked in the Supreme Court office, who was awesome for doing that, but it uh, didn't. Didn't do much because nobody took it. Obviously, the leak was to make sure that the government could take some preemptive action, and they did absolutely nothing. But basically, what that opinion paper said by Alito was that anything, anything that is not in the original 1786 Constitution uh, could be considered unconstitutional. So anything that was not in the original slave owner created Constitution when most people, let alone uh, enslaved people, didn't even have the right to vote. Uh, Anything that wasn't in that can be taken out. Every amendment since then is potentially unconstitutional.
0: It's going to get really bad. I mean, they are not stopping with this. They are going to steamroll through anything that isn't, you know, based in this 300-year-old document, essentially, (laughs) which— You know, for all these people who are like these anti-woke warriors and who thinks like, oh, we've gone too far because like LGBTQ people are represented in like mainstream pop culture. Like this is the reality. This is the reality. This is the highest court in the land, unelected lords who have who are just completely batshit crazy. I mean, essentially.
1: Oh, but there's a gay kiss in the Buzz Lightyear movie, Abby.
0: Yeah, we've gone too far. They're grooming gay, they're grooming kids to be gay. Meanwhile, this this huge legislative coup has just happened that is not going to stop here. And it's just incredible that people are using the state's rights constitution shit to be like, "Oh, well, where's you show me where abortion is in the constitution."
1: It's like, "Well, where does it say assault rifles in the That's constitution?" That's what Roe v Wade is. That's uh it ruled something was unconstitutional to restrict abortion access. I mean, that's the Tucker Carlson take. It's that, oh, the Supreme Court actually didn't outlaw abortion, and the left is just making this up because they're liars. And what really happened is they just gave states rights to make their own decision. That's that's democratic. Who can be opposed to something that's democratic? And that's just... I mean, if you... Really, if you think the state should have the right to decide who has civil rights and civil liberties and has the right to take away civil rights for civil liberties, as long as that state's leadership decides you can and that there should be no national standard for rights or enforcement of rights and civil liberties like that's, you know. The reason they want, the reason those people, if they were the majority, if people like Tucker Carlson and people who were uh, anti-abortion and anti-civil rights and all that shit, if they were the majority in this country, they wouldn't be talking about states' rights. They'd be talking about federal law and the importance of having a national federal standard for rights and, and laws and stuff, stuff like that. Because they are the minority, that's why they fucking emphasize states' rights so much. Because that is how this minority, 30% of the population, is able to exercise so much power to the point where they have been able to... To take away abortion access for millions and millions of people when the majority of people in this country and honestly, the majority of politicians uh, actually support it. I mean, that's why there's this emphasis on states' rights, because that's how the fascists are able to wield so much power and control.
0: This is who has been seeded into these institutions. Mm-hmm. This is like a very well-organized plan. So it's also troubling because of the conspiracism that's taken root. And because of the vast distrust in institutions, which I understand to a certain extent, there is a weird reflexive tendency to just be like, this is a distraction. This is there has to be something bigger in terms of like a motive, like just all the, all the mass shootings. And it's like, no, like well, this is m- way more crystal clear than the mass shootings. The mass shootings is just like, no, this is just what happens when you have like a tinderbox of hell and then you just ha- add easy access to guns. No, this is totally separate. Like, we've all known this was happening. Like, this has been on the march in front of our eyes. And in Decades. fact, Democrats have been telling us <laughs> for 50 years, Rose every election of <laughs> women's rights are on the ballot for as long as I've been able to vote. I like, in fact, when I became 18... I was, like, super staunch Democrat. I was just like, well, we have to... Like, that was, like, my main thing. I was just like, well, it's going to come down to women's right to choose because this is what we keep being told from our Democratic politicians, that the Supreme Court card is what we need to rally behind. Like, we need to invest in the Democratic Party so they can just... By chance, if a Supreme Court justice dies or steps down, we can have someone appointed that will protect women's rights. And that's what we've been essentially held hostage, Mike, especially, you know, women, progressives, left-leaning people who are well-intentioned and care about these issues. That has been a
1: gun to our head for as long as I can remember. And it has actually Been true. The reason they say that is because the right wing has been since, like, I don't know when it started, the wedge issue of abortion that the right wing started using because it was like they, the right wing, the more they became a minority, they needed to find things that could whip up sectors of the population and make them dedicated political contributors and voters and things like that. Abortion very much is that issue, but they have like they have been acting on a very concerted plan to stack train lawyers and judges in the Federalist Society and groups like that. I mean, that institution exists to train these right-wing Christian fanatics in the law and then have these right-wing politicians appoint them to federal courts. That's the seating ground for the Supreme Court and for these all these upper-level courts. So all the people that Trump appointed... To all these federal courts. Those are all Supreme Court justices in waiting. waiting. Those are all people that are getting trained to be able to go to the Supreme Court and enact this extreme right wing agenda. And so they've seen this coming for a long time. It has been coming for a long time. It has been the right wing and the Republicans that have been trying very hard to take away abortion rights and in fact want to take away, destroy all kinds of progress and civil liberties in this country. Yes. And this is being erased. And It's super scary, but it
0: makes sense when you look at the institutional power that's been gained and leveraged by this minority group and how the left never had that, right? The left never had that. And unfortunately, the left's values have been uprooted cynically and superficially exploited and manipulated by the liberals, the neoliberal establishment, a lot of these moderate right wingers, which encapsulate the Democratic Party. And when I say that they've held a gun to our head for 50 years... They have sat back and let this happen, Mike. We cannot let the Democrats off the hook for this. They have missed ample opportunity to codify Roe. Maybe not ample, because I guess there was no supermajority because that well, only happened the Obama every was the big chance. Years. Obama campaigned. That's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, he campaigned on saying he would.
0: And there was several. Oh, and the, and the thing law. is, there are several other things they could have done other than codify Roe into law. Right. They, that would they sat back one. and let this just be a fundraising tool yeah. and a bargaining chip to hold above our heads to just continuously vote for the status quo. Meanwhile, f- fascists and right wing extremists were, actually were doing slowly work. they were doing hella work, dude, and they were gaining power more and more. And that's the result.
1: Yeah, of 50 years of this cycle, they were working very hard to overturn Roe, and the Democrats were not doing any work to try to protect it. They just—I mean, they, the way they like—you're right—they would talk about it a lot when it was an election season. That's why it was a big issue in the in the Obama campaign. It was how can you vote for McCain who could threaten Roe? Appoint justices that are going to get rid of Roe. I'm going to codify Roe into law as soon as I'm elected. And then he famously, as soon as he was elected, gave a presence and said, uh, uh, gave a speech and said. Or at a press conference, he said codifying Roe is not a legislative priority for me right now. And then so he didn't when he had the absolute opportunity because they had the massive supermajority. They didn't just have a 55 seat supermajority. They had like a 59 or like including the independents that were that voted with the Democrats. They had like a 60 seat majority in the Senate. It was like really big. Um, And talk about how like
0: infrequent that kind of supermajority is. Supermajorities don't really happen. That's what Democrats keep. Talking about now, Democrats are just like, Oh no, we just need to vote, 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 vote. And it's like, Well, hold on, what does that actually mean?
1: Yeah, th- there really hasn't been as so uh, times where there's been a supermajority, a Democratic supermajority with a Democratic president, I think has only happened like one other time, uh, in like the last hundred years. I think it was during the Great Depression, um, when there was like a massive labor fight back, and then, um, uh what's his name who's the new deal guy fdr yeah fdr yeah so i think it was roosevelt was in office and then and he had a democratic supermajority i think but it's really it's extremely rare and the times that there's other been times where the democrats had a supermajority but then there was a republican president and and so that when to have a democrat in the white house and a democratic supermajority never fucking happens and the only context for with it to happen is a period of like ex- extreme social upheaval, um, which is a great contradiction. And the Democrats saying don't protest, whatever. Or they do not not saying don't protest, but they're essentially saying voting is the solution. Uh, they should want there to be a, if they really want to win, they should want there to be a lot of upheaval and street action and stuff like that. But anyways, yeah, super majorities uh, waiting for a supermajority to codify Roe is absolutely not a realistic solution because that. Could take a fucking hundred years. And
0: that's literally what they're throwing their hands up and saying we just need. Um, I feel like we should talk about what's happening with the Democratic response before we talk about the illegitimacy of SCOTUS in general. Yeah. So Obama had the chance. He had the big chance, right, to codify Roe, of course, backpedaled and actually used it to say, like, it's too divisive. I'm trying to. Well, unite you already people. just fucking won. You already fucking won. And it was like that was like, a his huge excuse. mandate. That was with, like the biggest to mandate do ever. Nothing. Not close Gitmo, not charge war criminals like not, and the Iraq War, not the. It was like, well, not that he wanted to end the Afghanistan War, he wanted to expand it because it was a smart war, but yeah, like it, it's just so crazy to look back at his statements and then just immediately. When he got elected, he was like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I'm trying to, like, bring people together. And it's like, trying to bring people together, what did they do to you Everyone just, when you try yeah, to yeah. nominate Merrick Garland?
1: You just brought people together to fucking vote for you and vote the Democrats into a supermajority. That's what you brought people together to do. And then now you're going to, like, cancel what you promised to do for all those people that you brought together. And they blocked his very moderate essentially like compromise pick yeah like a total
0: moderate essentially right i mean all these people are like right wing anyway um like uber capitalists you know like pro corporation all the shit merrick garland completely blocked and he just conceded he conceded it and let that spot be open for who donald trump and we are told constantly by everyone it's our fault it's the left's fault it's susan sarandon's fault it's bernie bro's fault because we didn't vote for Hillary Clinton, who was not pro-abortion. She wasn't even pro-gay mm-hmm. until like 2012. I just saw a fucking clip of her from the election saying she was willing to compromise on abortion yeah. rights. From the election Who was her running mate? Elections. Who was her running mate? Tim, anti-choice, I speak Spanish, Kane. You cannot make this shit up. But they will they will not stop at blaming us, punching left. I I you just can't you it's honestly <laughs> reality is stranger than fiction when it comes to the Democratic Party here.
1: So those are those are your two picks. You had uh Merrick Garland who could have been on if Obama had fought, but who would have voted against uh the overturning Roe. And then you had Ruth Bader Ginsburg, of course, who should have retired under Obama too busy to be planking. picked. So Obama could have had two picks. Yes, uh, Queen. But uh literally wanted to be appointed there are so arrogant and confident that Hillary was going to win. She wanted this like symbolic act of the first woman president replacing, choosing a new woman Supreme Court justice to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That uh, obviously completely backfired. And so there's your two seats right there. I mean, if you want to play the SCOTUS game, I guess that's uh, how things could have turned out differently if the Democrats were not so, you know, just horrible at doing their job. But, you know, like you said, the Supreme Court in general, undemocratic, pretty right wing on its own i mean it mostly just deals with like rights for corporations is like the main thing that they do anyway but
0: yeah and we want to get into like the the background of even what the supreme court exists to do and who it really protects um let's talk about what biden has done in response to this because mike it wasn't just obama it was biden baby but you look at tweets from him during the election 2020 biden is out there tweeting i will codify roe v way into law
1: yeah. So, so what did he do? I think to start, um, this is what he's done. I mean, I think that one of the extremely unfortunate things about this, I mean, you know, we hate the Democrats, but it would be nice if there was some Democratic leadership on making sure that uh, people could still get abortions. Um, but I think it's extremely, uh, sad that in this moment, you know, it of Roe v. Wade being overturned, which is historic, we just happen to have the most anti-choice Democrat of the past several decades in office. Biden had always been the top anti-abortion Democrat. And I just wanted to read a quick thing from Current Affairs Magazine that kind of goes over this history. Um, since 1974, when Biden gave a rather shocking quote that he, quote, didn't think a woman had the sole right to say what happened to her body, and quote, Biden's record on women's issues has been deeply disappointing. In the 1980s, he voted to let states overturn Roe v. Wade, which the National Abortion Rights Action League said was, quote, the most devastating tack yet on abortion rights in 2006. Biden described himself as a, quote, odd man out among Democrats on abortion because he held more conservative positions than Planned Parenthood and the National Organization of Women. And he said, quote, he did not view abortion as a choice and a right. Instead, abortion was always a tragedy and we should be focusing on how to limit the number of abortions. In and and then, of course, you know, Clarence Thomas, who's one of the batshit Supreme Court justices, the one who said After Roe, we're going for Lawrence versus Texas. We're going for contraception rights, all that shit. He is on the Supreme Court because of Joe Biden and the Anita Hill hearings. Clarence Thomas, credibly accused of sexual harassment. But Joe Biden led the assault against Anita Hill. And a lot of people say, oh, well, Joe Biden voted against Clarence Thomas for the Supreme Court. Joe Biden's vote was not the deciding factor of whether or not he was going to be on the Supreme Court. It was the campaign against Anita Hill, led by misogynist ass Joe Biden that paved the way for Clarence Thomas to be on the court. But now we have something called the Hyde Amendment, which was this misogynist right wing amendment that was passed that said no federal funds could be used for abortion services, which was devastating uh, for abortion rights. Joe Biden supported the Hyde Amendment as recently as 2019 when he was campaigning. He said that he still supported the Hyde Amendment, um, and then, of course, all the and that the Hyde Amendment is passed every year when Congress passes the budget. The Hyde Amendment is part of it, and the Democrats have compromised on on not eliminating the Hyde Amendment, because they could, any budget they pass, they could pass it without the Hyde Amendment. And that restriction for, against federal funds for abortion wouldn't be there anymore. They uh, compromised, that you know, as recently as this last budget they passed. They gave up, they initially were trying to say, oh, we're going to take the Hyde Amendment out. And then they said, um oh, actually, no, we, in the interest of bipartisanship, we have to keep the Hyde Amendment in. And so I think a lot of, uh, we know what the Democrats' main response has been, which has been to vote. There's an election coming up in 130 days, and uh, we can go for this supermajority, and codify it into law. The one thing that they have said that they could do immediately or that they are willing... Who said that they could do? So Kamala Harris just did an interview with Dana Bash where she asked her about um, this one thing and she said, we are looking at this and we will do this to the extent that we can. And that is referring to The abortion pill being made accessible via online order to people in states where it is illegal because the FDA came out and said you cannot Mm -hmm. make this pill illegal to purchase online. And so the White House has somewhat indicated that they could allow, make it, make sure that people in states where abortion is illegal, can order this abortion pill online. They haven't said they're going to do that. They said they're looking at it, and so we can't really trust that. Well, and also,
0: that doesn't stop, like, crazy, like, extremist prosecutors from, like, just going after people anyway. You know, like we were saying, the erosion of privacy, Googling these pills, that fact that that Mississippi woman, that that was why. That was the... Premise for her
1: charges. No, it's it's if there's not real protections in place, like even if they do that, it's what does it really mean? Um, and of course, there's all types of challenges there, like people who have access to online shopping and a, a, a debit card to order stuff online and an address. I mean, there's all these things that that would make it not equitable in let the me, way that that was distributed. Go let ahead. me
0: jump in here with something to add on to Joe Biden before you get into Kamala Harris's inaction and weird lack of response to this yes, interview. Please. In 1990, this is according to a New York Times article saying when Joe Biden voted to let states overturn Roe v. Wade Mm -hmm. um, 1994, Biden boasted to have voted against federal funding for abortion on no fewer than 50 occasions. Among those was a vote in 1977 against allowing Medicaid to pay for abortions for victims of rape and incest. When that bill succeeded anyway, Biden voted to remove the exceptions again in a separate bill passed in 1981 that NBC called, quote, the most far-reaching ban on federal funds ever enacted by Congress. That same year, Biden supported the constitutional amendment empowering states to overturn Roe. Two years later, in 1983, Biden opposed allowing insurers to cover all abortions for federal employees, even if the mother's life was at risk.
1: (sighs) Wow, that's, man, adding to that list I already gave of his record, kind of wild. Like I said, it's uh, extremely inconvenient that this historic moment, this is the guy that we have leading the response. He he opposes, he's anti-abortion. Biden is anti-abortion. He only became pro-choice because it was a political necessity for him to rise to the position that he's in.
0: Hey, everyone. So this full episode is actually three hours long. It's available only to patrons, which we try to do at least once a month to thank everyone for making our ad-free content possible. There's so much good stuff in this episode. We play some crazy clips, go so much deeper on the issue, and we even added an additional 30 minutes after Biden signed his executive order on abortion to explain how it's mostly meaningless. We also just published a new 90-minute patron-only podcast on my trip to cover the RIMPAC war games for our documentary Earth's Greatest Enemy. So, if you become a patron just this month, you get at least two exclusive episodes. If you support our work and want to get more content, head over to patreon.com empirefiles and join our community. Thanks again.